I get it. We're almost halfway through the first quarter of the year, and your vision board is sitting in the corner of your office with goals that have yet to be tackled. Okay, maybe you're not the vision board kind of person, but you got like this mental list of things to do. Well, let's tack on to that, that we're in the middle of a seasonal slowdown for a lot of businesses. And, you know, you've been posting on social media, but maybe not seeing any results. Okay, they want to know what? I know how important it is to connect with your dream customers. And I have to tell you, this short, jam-packed episode is going to teach you how to show up on social media and watch your followers L-O-V-E, what you have to offer. If that's not foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what is. Okay, but I have to take a second. And I want to think back to when I experienced my first Valentine's Day with JD, my husband and my business partner. And the differences between how we celebrated last year. For those of you who don't know, I married my high school sweetheart. So when we were 17 years old, our very first Valentine's Day together was the first Valentine's Day I ever experienced with a boyfriend, period. I was super nerdy. I was uh, very shy. I didn't go up to guys. I didn't talk to them. So the fact that I had a Valentine's when I was 17 was a very big deal. And so he took me to mini golf and we exchanged Valentine's Day cards and his favorite candies, M&Ms. So I bought him this big package of red and pink and white M&Ms and I gave him white jeans. I bought my husband. I think this is the second time on the podcast I've mentioned the white jeans. Okay. So I bought him a pair of white Levi's. Like what was I thinking? You know, it's just like, what is this? Like Miami Vice? Like he's all of a sudden like, <laughs> like I don't know, like a Puerto Rican walking down the streets, like walking down the beaches of Miami. I have no idea. Anyway, I'm just going to trust that at the time it was very fashion forward. So I bought him a pair of white jeans and I also bought him a pager. Okay, a pager. Y'all, what decade are we in? What I learned though is that simplicity is best. That of all the other gifts that I got him and the gifts that he got me, the cards mattered the most. And over the years of us being together, both as boyfriend and girlfriend and then as fiance and then as like husband and wife, is that the cards still stayed the same. We're not big, extravagant people. Actually, I'll never forget. This wasn't even on my notes. My husband and I were in college and JD has always been a self-starter and he had a great job in college and he was able to make us a reservation at one of the fanciest restaurants out here in Orange County. And out here, it's very common for Valentine's restaurants to do a prefix menu. So you pay a flat fee per person dining and it comes with, you know, however, like four or five courses and dessert and all these other things. And he wanted to treat me to this very nice, expensive dinner. But deep down, I am so, I grew up like, I grew up in the hood. I'm a daughter of an immigrant and maybe just a little bit, I'm like air on the frugal side. And I was so irate that I was charged. I mean, this is like a few years, like a few years ago. I'm not gonna want to age myself, but it's like a few years ago, okay? We're not even married. We're in college and they want to charge like $200 a person for this Valentine's meal. But y'all, I'm a vegetarian. So they're like, oh, like whatever, your choice of rack or lamb or filet mignon. And I'm like, uh, can I have the tofu? I was like, do you have a vegetarian prefix menu price? And there's JD sitting across the table from me, like giving me these glaring glances, like, please don't talk about prices right now on Valentine's. And I was like, let me tell you something. I am not eating rack of lamb. Why am I paying $200 for this meal? Anyway, anyway. 
It just furthered the idea that simplicity is best for us. And the one thing that has remained constant is the fact that we exchange Valentine's Day cards. Last year in 2020, we spent Valentine's Day in a hotel room. And no, it's not in the way you think, like bow, trickle, bow, wow. No, no, we were in a hotel room because we had been parents for 12 days. We had received our beautiful, sweet Luna soul on February 2nd. And so by February 14th, we were still not able to travel interstate through the adoption process. So we were stuck in a hotel and we were nervous and we were in love and we were trying to figure our way out with a new daughter, but separately. And here's how you know you married your soulmate. There were times where when we went to Vegas, I didn't pack anything for Luna. Like we didn't know if we were going to get Luna. I didn't have diapers. I didn't have clothes. Like I didn't have anything. So I snuck off to say, quote unquote, I'm going to go buy the baby some clothes. And then I passed by this Whole Foods that was by the hotel. And I'm like, I ran in there and I got like a Valentine's Day card. And lo and behold, my husband snuck off to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go pick up some uh, formula. And he there bought a Valentine's Day card at Whole Foods as well. So on Valentine's, we were in a hotel room while the baby slept and we ordered room service and we still exchanged cards. I want to pause here. And I'm going to ask you, did you see what I just did? I shared stories. I used stories to draw you in. I compelled you to remain connected to this podcast because I shared my business, my acumen, my next sale for social curator, my tips and tricks for business. No, I use this opportunity to make snippets of my life to create a fuller picture of who I am in relation to my business. And I think you can do the same too, even if you don't have a personal brand and even if you work with a large team. Now, as we get started, you might be thinking, Jasmine, I'm a lawyer. How could I use a holiday to get more sales? Or Jasmine, I'm a health coach. What does Valentine's have to do with like health coaching? Well, my short and sweeter than candy hearts answer is this. The holiday doesn't have to do with your business. My little Hershey's kiss The subject simply has to do something that you and your followers can relate to. Now, you don't have to be in the quote unquote love industry and you definitely don't need to pretend to be something you're not in order to have something to post about. Never, not at all. Always be you. What I want you to post about is really a lot easier. It's showcasing how you celebrate Valentine's or how you don't celebrate Valentine's in hopes that your audience will feel connected to it. When you create content that is relatable, your followers feel closer to you and you will gain their trust and trust leads to sales. Now, if you've been around the block with me on the podcast for a while, you're like, Jasmine, you say that like every other episode. I say it, honey, because you need to listen to it. I need to listen to it. We all need to be reminded that trust is the currency on the web and our content should be to buttress that trust. Now, there may not be like roses and chocolates, right? But holidays are a great way to relate to your followers. When approaching any holiday that I'd like to leverage for my business, which, hey, since we're talking about it, it's Valentine's Day, I can always ask myself how I can start conversations with my followers to win their trust. Now, to do this over the years, I have figured out three questions to incorporate the holiday into my content, which I'm going to be breaking it down with you here today. So I want you to ask yourself these questions and incorporate them into your content. Y'all, this podcast is basically walking you through how to create holiday-related content. Prepare your hearts, get your mind ready, here we go. Question number one, where do people go, do, and see for Valentine's? 
Number two, what are the common Valentine's traditions or memories you enjoy? Number three, what Valentine's related jokes or puns you could use to make people laugh? That last one is my favorite. Come on, let's be real. Uh, Let's dive in. Number one, where do people go do and see for Valentine's? Surrounding any holiday, there's always specific things that you and your followers go do and see to celebrate. For Valentine's Day, this includes decorating with pink and red or perhaps going on dates or eating candy hearts or attending a singles party or like a, a meet and greet, listening to romantic music, giving chocolate hearts. Okay, the list is endless. So once you have a list of things that people do to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're right on track to get to question number two. Question number one is just getting your brain greased up to put yourself in the shoes of your dream customers. Question number two, what are common Valentine's traditions or memories you enjoy? This one is gonna be a little bit different for everyone. Perhaps when you were a kid, you loved giving personalized Valentines to everyone in your class. Or every year, you and your partner have a special date night. Or maybe you have a tradition with your girlfriends to watch rom-coms. Whatever it is, jot down a few memories that you could share with your audience that you're comfortable with. Chances are, they're gonna resonate with more people than you think. And lastly, number three, what Valentine's-related jokes or puns can you use to make people laugh? If you can't tell from this very lovadocious episode, like I am the hype woman for puns. So here are a few Valentine's-inspired ones that I've used in the past to get conversations going, to announce a deal, a sale, or a product that's holiday-focused. So, okay, we're gonna dive this in. There's gonna be a total of six, and I want you to take a deep breath because worked hard on these. I can hardly wait to share this announcement with you. Instead of hardly, it's hardly. Come on. Number two, check your inbox to download your ex because I'm quite fondue you. Like, get it? Like, I'm quite fond of you, fondue you. Come on, fondue cheese, Valentine's, come on. Okay, they get better, I promise. Number three, I want to sprinkle some love for you. That was cute, right? I'm gonna sprinkle. I'm gonna sprinkle on some love. I'm gonna sprinkle on extra love for this deal. You know what I'm saying? Okay, here we go. The next one, number four. I feel like we need like a, a drum roll. Hold on, here it comes. The X feature of Y product will steal your heart. Mm. Okay, number five. I love working with X clients. Will you be mine? Come on, come on. I love working with coaching clients. Come on, will you? Yes, I know. Okay. (laughs) And number six is kind of, it's just, it's there. It's nice and easy. I wrote you a love note. Check it out on the blog. Check it out on my website. Check it out over on Facebook. Whatever the case may be. Okay. Come on, guys. Let's give it up. Let's have a slow clap for those cheesy Valentine's related puns. Feel free to use them. Go right ahead. So once you have those three questions answered, where people go and do, some traditions or memories that your followers can relate to, and a list of jokes, puns, and even references, you're gonna have enough content for around three to five Valentine's Day social media posts. Here are a few posting prompts to get your wheels turning this year. I'm gonna share four. Number one, a personal insight caption about your favorite Valentine's memory with a call to action asking your audience to share theirs. Number two, a caption to showcase your product or service with Valentine's related puns with the call to action of purchasing before the end of the month or purchasing before Valentine's. 
Number three, an about me caption to share what you're doing for Valentine's this year with the call to action asking your audience what their plans are. And lastly, rounding out the bunch is number four, a behind the scenes caption showcasing how you do what you do in a love story fashion with the call to action asking your audience for their questions. So friend, there you have it. I hope this helped you gain inspiration for how you can use Valentine's Day to market your business on social media. By now, I bet you're ready to start posting your Valentine's captions right away. But you might be missing something, my little love bug. The photos. Okay, so luckily I have just what you need, right? I've walked you through the the type of content you should be sharing. I gave you inspiration for the types of captions they should be. And now I am just gonna love bomb you with five beautiful Valentine's Day stock photos that are sure to stop your followers scroll and drive engagement. And the best part is that they're free. You can head to jasminestar.com forward slash Valentine's photos and download your five photos. Enjoy your lovely, awesome images as you start your seasonal promotions and I'll see you next time. Bye, Valentine. So Christy, Addison, I know you're too young to know this, but I'm gonna share it with you anyway because I'm all about making our team smarter. Back in the day, people used to use pagers to get a hold of each other. And us smart kids would create pager codes. It's kind of like an abbreviation for like text messaging, like OMW on my way. Well, you would do that in text, but a number would represent the amount of numbers in that word. So I love you in text language is 143. I one love for you three. Each number representing a letter in the word. I'm just so geekily excited that on the podcast, episode 143 is how to use Valentine's Day to market your business. Come on, come on, y'all. Tell me that ain't just divine for us lovers and people of the heart. Okay, I know you guys are so annoyed with me. I know, I know. 